This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show that needs to be put over a knee and beat to learn some manners yeah beat some manners into me and it's weird because in this situation i was bridget nielsen and brian was a child an ernie reyes jr a very child. young ernie reyes jr this is a pre-teenage mutant ninja turtles ernie reyes jr Ernie Reyes Jr. is fascinating to me just because he does pop up in this. 1985's Red Sonja, directed by the Richard Fleischer. Yeah. And he pretty much said, there's no way anyone's going to say I'm a bad actor because look who I'm surrounded by. (laughs) I can ham it up as much as I want. I can chew all the scenery. All the scenery. And the scenery is gorgeous here. And nobody's going to call me on it because I'm acting against these people. can't even notice any of the teeth marks that he's left all over <laughs> all of the scenery. He treated this thing like he's a very hungry caterpillar looking or, for a yeah, career. Like an adolescent mutant ninja turtle. Exactly. <laughs> Red Sonia. You ever seen this thing before? Hell no. Of course not. <laughs> I'm convinced nobody has. That's not true. It's not true at all. Our good buddy Jerry D from Totally Red Christmas wrote in and he said, I just watched this last week and I wrote, voluntarily? Or did you have a lady with a mullet with a sword to your head? <laughs> That's a solid question. And he said, believe it or not, there was a little prince with a bone club and sword running around and ordering his inferiors to watch it. Yep. That Which totally 100% checks out. Checks out. I've never seen this thing before. Why would I have? I like, have. I, I bet even like the biggest... Arnold heads out there just like, what? I think I could skip that one. <laughs> There's a Barbarian <laughs> trilogy? Okay. Wait, they didn't get the rights for Conan in, the th- in that one? The third one? Okay. Yeah, but they're still going to make the casting just as confusing? Oh, it's Dino De Laurentiis who produced this thing? This all checks out. Never mind. <laughs> totally checks out. I'm so happy he's back from Flash Gordon. I love some of the stories about how he got Arnold to do this. Just like, hey, you owe me. And Arnold's like, do I? Do I? Arnold's coming off of the Terminator at this point. Yeah. He doesn't know anyone anything. Not a thing. But I guess he um he did it as a favor to to old Dino. He was like, all right, I'll do a cameo for, for your movie. And then he was like, why am I here four weeks? This was supposed to be a, a short cameo. And then when the first cut came out, he was like, oh, oh, okay. I'm I'm second build. I am. But he's not. He's not Very his much, first build. He's first build. Well, in the, in the original cut, he was expanded to co-star instead of just cameo. And then it came out and it was like, this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. He's like, I'm not even in it. <laughs> and apparently it was confusing as hell because he's dressed pretty much just like Conan. Exactly. Except they threw like a red tunic on him and just said, go, go ahead. To the point where there's people online who are like, oh, no. Calador uh, is just one of Conan's traveling names. That's completely silly, but it is probably like the first instance of a variant that we're ever going to get. Oh, I like that. And other things that are confusing is that you have Queen Gedrin in this thing, 
played by Sandal Bergman, right. who played Arnold's love interest in Conan. Yep. And they offered her the role of Red Sonia, and she said, no, I want to be the queen. And they said, okay, that's no problem at all. But then Lorraine Landon auditioned for this role as well, and they were going to offer her the role. And they said, wait, you just did a movie called Hundra, so we can't put you in this. It's too similar. <laughs> Even though you have the same gonna, actress yeah. from Conan in this movie already as the villain. People are going to get confused. Dino De Laurentiis is a very, very special film producer. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to think it's part of that trilogy instead of this one that it's not actually a part of. I don't know how they possibly could have gotten there. But we also get introduced to Flava Flav's girlfriend. It's Bridget Nielsen. Introducing Bridget Nielsen. Introducing Bridget Nielsen, who they found just before they started shooting the movie. They're like, I think I read that Dino saw her like on a magazine cover and said, get her here now. She's our Red Sonia. That's pretty much how it went. It's like the same bullshit way he found Sam J. Jones for Flash Gordon. Yeah. This guy just sees people and says, yeah, I'm making a movie. You should be in it. I'm going to make a star out of you. And then in three hit movies, I'll be like, hey, you owe me one. <laughs> it's a weird flex, Dino. <laughs> Come cameo in this, and then we'll make you top build. Should we just get into this thing? This thing is weird. It is bizarre in that it's one of the funniest movies I think we've covered. and It's, it's way it's up there. <laughs> not a comedy. It's not at all. It's just <laughs> when acting becomes so poor. But you mix it with a movie that genuinely looks good. Yeah, it really does. It just gets really confusing. I'm, I wasn't sure how to feel about it the whole time. So, yeah, let's just get I into still don't that. know how I feel about it. Agreed. I'm like on that f- fence of like, did I hate it or did I secretly love it? I don't know. Let's dive into that. We start off with some scrolling text, which is always the best way to start a movie. Her name was Red Sonia. Yeah, it's the movie I paid to go see. I know. (laughs) She lived in a savage world in an age of violence, a fierce warrior with flaming red hair. I think that's where she got the name. (laughs) You would think? (laughs) In the Hyborian kingdom, her quest for justice and vengeance became a legend. This is how the legend began. Oh, goody. We see a house on fire. Red Sonia, played, of course, by Bridget Nielsen, lies on the ground, and a ghost of some kind tells her about the shitty day she just had. I think she knows she had a pretty bad day. Generally, if you're looking up at a house and it's on fire, and we only see one other character, we have to assume that's her house on fire. That's what I would imagine. And luckily, this ghostly visage is going to confirm that. She's like, hey, remember earlier when Queen Gendron, played by Sandal Bergman, was like, oh, hey, Red Sonia, you trying to hang out? Maybe be my co-queen? And Red Sonia was so homophobic that she straight up slashed the queen's face with a spear? Dave, I have, I have the first. Already? Of the actual IMDb trivia oh, facts. Oh, boy. I'm not even, like, warmed up yet. I could still pull something. <laughs> well, uh, let me put you at ease and tell you that this movie only had 26 IMDb trivia facts. That doesn't put me at ease, because I feel like when the list is short, it gives you, like, a right to read all of them at a point. I'm about to read you half of the ones I pulled. It means there's two. I appreciate the warning, and I'm sure everyone else agrees as well. In the flashback, when Red Sonia slashes Queen Gedrin's face, giving Gedrin her scar, it is in the shape of the letter F. That's it, huh? F. F. 
was this like supposed to be more? Was she trying to spell out letters or something? Or just like a Zoro situation? I don't think it's a Zoro situation. I think it's like a SpongeBob situation. Maybe like she got in there and she's like, <laughs> F is for friends who do stuff together. And Getra's like, Don't hit me again. Don't do it. She's like, You is for you and me. That was her way of saying, Yeah, let's hang out. And is for anywhere and anytime at all. Here in the hyperbole nation, I don't know what this place is called. I don't it's, care. I don't, yeah. <laughs> it's a made-up bullshit so many names. fantasy land of Italy. <laughs> I, I took it more as like, uh, like, like Gedron was like, hey, I love you. Oh, I'm glad you passed that test. <laughs> I could have made a total ass of myself. The friendship test. You know what you got? F plus on my cheek. That's right. <laughs> Sonia, can't you see I love you? You and your red mullet. You are just <laughs> beauty in the front and party in the back, and I am into that. Yeah, Susan Powder up top, and then, I don't know, somebody with long hair in the back, which is, <laughs> there's so many to choose from. That How do you narrow it down for one joke? It's impossible, but we should move on. We should. But we can't move on first without looking at Plankton's lyrics, because... F is for fire that burns down the whole town. <laughs> this is more accurate. <laughs> There's other stuff. Uranium bombs, no survivors. You know right. how it goes. You're all down with the sponge. We know how to have fun on both sides of the sponge. Can you imagine if SpongeBob had like that rough side? Oh, like, like the you know like for getting the, the green elbow grease side? in there. Yeah, yeah. So like SpongeBob gets like into a gang one day. He bloods in obviously <laughs> yeah and then they just slap like instead of like a cool biker jacket they slap like that really gritty side on his back yeah it's pretty badass that is me. badass i want a scrubby spongebob for sure Har spongebob are you ready to plot in i'm ready i'm really enjoying this because it was literally last week that you said you don't like doing impressions <laughs> I don't, which is the, my favorite part. You know I hate it. You know how self-conscious I get doing them. Just lean in, kids, lean in. It's a really good SpongeBob, actually. So Tom Kenny does it better. Mm, debatable. <laughs> so naturally, after getting rejected so hard, she literally got a failing score on her face. Right. Gedron has Red Sonya's family killed, and then she has all of her soldiers rape her. So, like, honestly, nobody's having rational reactions today. No, they're just going for it. The ghost fog is like, all right, remember all that? Okay, I'm going to grant you unrivaled strength, and then I'm going to get out of here. Which is insane. It's absolutely crazy. It is actual ghost fog. She's like, I just had the worst day of my life, and now I'm going to talk to Smoke. And that Smoke is going to somehow dub me strong with a sword that looks (laughs) very solid compared to the rest of the ghost body. I don't know what the smoke is, man, but I feel like it's like hype smoke in a weird way. I think, you know what? Yes. It's like, you had a bad day. Is that really going to keep you down? You got strength, baby. You better get up and you better get out there. Mull it up. Here we go. Mull it up. This is your daily affirmation fog. <laughs> Just trying to get you in the right mindset. It's a good thing your family didn't get killed and you didn't get raped tomorrow because it's all cat jokes tomorrow in this <laughs> calendar of fog. Uh, but granted, I would have said hang in there with the picture of the kitty even then. You just wouldn't have gotten the strength, Sonia. It's true. You needed the sword today. Tomorrow, 
cat. I forgot that it's like a whole sword thing. Realistically, like in the Monty Python and the Holy Grail world, she's like at least royalty now. Oh, 100%. because something magical has granted her a weapon. And then we need Michael Palin and Terry Jones to argue about the form of government that's not going to be established <laughs> in this film. But it's warranted. Oh, a ghost fog touched you with a sword. Now you think you're some kind of royalty. I didn't vote for you, Sonia. <laughs> you don't vote for royalty. Go check out our Patreon. Mighty Python, the Holy Grail. It'll be out next week. Then we proceed to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger ride a horse for the next 10 or 20 minutes. Everything is the next 10 or 20 minutes. This, this whole is, movie is pretty much like loading screens. This is unreal. paced movie I've watched in a long time. So there's this temple, right? A whole bunch of priestesses have a piece of the aggro crag, and they're in a real hurry <laughs> to bury that bitch. I'm so happy you said aggro crag, because in my head I'm thinking... Wow, I'm so happy that the weird green orb from Heavy Metal got another job. Oh, yeah. It could very well be that, too. I just thought it looked like a piece of the awesome rock. Back to you, Mo. What's she up to these days? Mo? Mo. Guts. Are you just just Googling Mo Guts? Yes, I am. And thank God it popped up with the Nickelodeon show, because that could have been hairy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it could have been. Ah, Mo Guts. Well, that's disgusting. I'm looking for Mo Guts. <laughs> oh, TMZ did a thing about her six years ago. That's <laughs> something, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how recent are you looking for for Mo? And all this says is, remember her? And then it just moves on. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's, it's literally it's like, South Park's, oh, I remember. I remember yes. Mo. Yes, I do. Remember Guts? <laughs> I remember. So while the priestesses, pray to the gods for forgiveness for destroying this all-powerful MacGuffin, Queen Gedrin and her army roll up and just start slaying all of them. They do, and it's a lot like that scene out of Wonder Woman, or not even Wonder Woman, Justice League, in the temple where it just comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. So, like, Joss Whedon's garbage Justice League, where you're just like, why, why is this happening? What is, yeah. I need explanation. Why are these people here? Why are people being murdered? Fun fact about the talisman, it can only be touched by women. Sure can. If you're a dude, you will glow neon green for two frames and then disappear. Yeah, it happens to the the single MacGuffin man. Yeah, to, the one to show us what's happening there? Touch it. She's just like, hey, touch it. And he does. And then he's she gone. She repeatedly just says, touch it. Yeah. and Touch it. And then she turns to this one girl. She's like, hey, you. Now you touch it. She's like, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. Everyone's just saying, touch it. She's like, touch it. It's like, this is the worst game of bopping ever. <laughs> And I like the girl goes and touches it. And she's like, ah, it's true. Only girls can touch it. <laughs> this is just good script writing. And I did not make that up. No, that's, <laughs> that is the exact quote from the movie. Go ahead, touch it. Touch the big green ball. Only touch ladies it. can touch it. <laughs> so it's true. <laughs> so Queen Gedron takes this super powerful orb and tosses all the priestesses into the pit where they were going to bury the thing. And it's wild because the pit starts closing up around them, and you yeah. hear like their screamings, and they're like, notice, like, oh, that's closing, that's probably not great. Yep, yep, and it's closing so fast that I'm surprised they noticed it was closing. I've seen, like, baseball stadiums with, like, retractable roofs <laughs> that close faster than this thing does. <laughs> Uh, they were trying to make a point, I guess. I don't know. There's lots of moaning. I think it was supposed to be screaming, but it just sounded like moaning. It didn't work. There's this one red-headed priestess who's just really good at fighting. She gets away, 
but then she gets shot in the back with an arrow while she's ziplining away. I kind of like that she got shot, though. Like, it was good. It was good, yeah. That something happened. Right. I mean, you don't just zip line away from a castle and not expect to get arrowed. Right! Luckily, Lord Kalidor, the aforementioned Arnold Schwarzenegger who was riding his horse, happened to be riding said horse at this very moment, at this very spot. And uh, he, he kills all these soldiers that are chasing after the, the zip line woman. Loudly. Oh, yeah. He loudly kill. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like when he chops the one head off and it's just like a, a shot of a head floating through the sky. <laughs> Such a good shot. I hope they use it again later. I hope so, too. I, I mean, this is a tricky spot for special effects, though. I know it's pre-Jurassic Park. But it's also only eight years after Star Wars. It's like in a weird, complicated black hole of special effects. Like, what are we going to do? Thank God there's nothing like a Back to the Future coming out this year. <laughs> right? Or else this would be embarrassing. So this priestess is like, you have to destroy the talisman and then take me to my sister. I know where she is. Cut to Red Sonia, who's sword fighting a guy with a sword. And she's, <laughs> That's a good way to sword fight. The best way to sword fight, really. She's really good at swords. She's really good at swords. Like, really good. There's a guy who's literally named the Sword Master. He's played by uh, Tad Harino. And he's like, you're the master of the masters. I just love how impressed this guy is. And he's like decked out. If you want to throw it back to Monty Python the Holy Ghost, he looks <laughs> like Tim the Enchanter a lot. Yeah, he really does. And he looks like a, a Zen master almost. And you're just like, man, this is so cool. It's like a Kill Bill Volume 2 thing where she's learning how to do the pressure pointy thing and everyone's like well that's kind of silly for that whole movie to end because this movie kicked ass until you did that it was weird and then he speaks you're just like man this this feels like if you heard mr miyagi speak out of character yeah he's not ready for it because he is from california i i believe <laughs> that they just had a picture of this guy on the wall at marvel studios when they were doing shang chi and like this is what the mandarin can't look like cannot look like this at all this is our roadmap. just you see this if it starts to look anything like this stop what you're doing I was wondering why they had special thanks to Richard Fleischer <laughs> in the credits of Shang-Chi. This guy's like, yeah, you're the master of the master. I should know. My name's Swordmaster. <laughs> and he follows that up with, but you need to start trusting men. Yep, and that gets problematic real fast. That was uh, like immediately like, oh, here we go. Was that was it your thesis statement movie? It took us 20 whole minutes to get really sexist. Surely it can't go any farther downhill. No, no, surely not. Then he's like, hey, why don't you pick out a sword? So she goes into the sword room, and one of them calls out to her. No, actually, the sword goes, Sonia, you can touch it. You're a girl. It's okay. <laughs> and then, of course, Arnold shows up, and he's like, I'm looking for Sonia. Your sister's dying. I'll take you to her. I love that. There's, like, no introduction at all. She's like, Nothing. I'm talking to the steel. Thank you. Conan, I mean, not Conan. <laughs> so even though she doesn't trust men at all, she follows this very muscular man to her dying sister. And I like how her sister's like tucked underneath this standing up skeleton of sorts. Yeah. I, mean, there's a I lot don't know what that's about. Random skeletons in this movie. But I mean, I'm so happy we got to see their entire ride to go see this dying sister who is urgently needing care. Yeah, and, and he, left he has her. abandoned her. It's like, how did she die? A single shot to the back? That seems comical. <laughs> well, she would have been fine if she wasn't left alone for four days. 
No, I think I'm going to be okay. It was only a single shot that I... No, no, no. You're dying. You're dying. I need to go get your sister. <laughs> I'm looking for Sonia. I actually, I only really need just gauze and pressure. <laughs> yeah, just if you just stay here and apply pressure, we can go get her together. It's basic first aid. Okay, I'm going to pull it out now. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of blood. You're a man! Don't touch it! <laughs> only women can touch it. Have you learned nothing? So Varna, who is Red Sonia's sister, she's like, "Hey, that you know that talisman? Probably not. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be very specific about this talisman. That right? I I'm, I have <laughs> seconds left, so let's uh, let's get on with it. It's been stolen, and she's like, "You got to retrieve that thing because when it's in the light, it gets more powerful, kind of like Superman, and it's gonna destroy the whole world in 13 days." That is very specific, and also feels very Armageddon-like. It's super Armageddon-like, isn't it? You have 13 days to retrieve this MacGuffin that gets stronger and stronger every minute that passes. And also, I can't help you, I don't know who took it. It's probably the one person that's bad in this movie, but I don't know who it was. (laughs) And then Varna dies, just right there. Just on the spot, just croaks. And then I think my favorite thing in the world happens is that Arnold speaks more. More than he should? So much more than he ever should. <laughs> That's amazing. I love how Sonia asks, like, all right, who are you? And he's like, I'm your sister's friend. Don't you remember? <laughs> Don't you remember? It's like, we it's go me. way back. It's me, Arnold, from a second ago. I pulled... <laughs> In the movie. I, I pulled the arrow out of her back. We talked about this. <laughs> remember I came and got you from the Swordmaster? His name's only Sword now, because apparently he lost the master. Because you are the master of the master, and now we are friends too. She's like, I don't need friends, especially not man friends. <laughs> so Sonya goes and burns her sister's body, and while she's doing that, there's a storm in the distance. And she's like, that's got to be that talisman thing. I'm going to go there. But the way you say storm, like when I imagine a storm rolling in, it's like, oh, all these clouds stretched out across the horizon. Sure. This is a very specific storm. It's, it's very purple and lightning-y. These clouds are finite. There is an end to them, and it is <laughs> focused over a target. Yeah. She's like, I should go to where that's happening. And Arnold's like, I'll help you. And Sonya's like, this isn't your concern. He's like, didn't she just say that the world is going to end in 13 days? I'm one of the assholes who live on that world. <laughs> Don't even joke about Arnold possibly being in Armageddon. That would be way too damn good. Uh, what's wrong with him? I have space madness. <laughs> She's like, I don't need help from a man. And I'm beginning to fear that the message of this badass female-led action movie might actually be that she does. I think that might be the message. That could be a That's problem. A big problem. So the storm is just like focused over Hablock. And they see the storm in the distance. And she goes... Oh, uh, it's over Hablock. And I like how she gets on a horse and Arnold's like, where are you going? Where are you going? Like, Fuck, I'm going to Hablock. To Hablock. The one what other you... word I said before I got on this tr- mode of transportation. <laughs> where do you think I'm going? I don't know. I get on a horse and I'm just riding forever last time I saw. It's true. <laughs> I shall ride to Hablock with you. We shall load screen together. <laughs> Sometimes I get on a horse and I don't even know where I'm going. I just end up somewhere for action. <laughs> This was supposed to be a cameo. He blew it. He blew it real bad. <laughs> he should know with this many scenes and lines, this is not a cameo. 
it's it's too much. He for must a know that, right? I feel like after four weeks of filming, you have to be like, mm, "This is feeling like a bigger part than just like a hi, I'm Arnold. Okay, bye." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me, Conan. Oh, I cannot say that. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> So when Sonya gets to Hablock, there's just this little boy, Prince Tarn, played by Ernie Reyes Jr., who we've already talked about a little bit. Sure. He's just endlessly berating what appears to be the only person left under his rule. It's Falcon. Falcon? It's Falcon, but they say it weird as hell every time. It's Falcon spelled with a K. Just pronounce that how you want. It doesn't matter. Falcon. That's how it's not that. That's how Dulcia says it in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, no, ugh, I hate that. <laughs> uh, Paul L. Smith, he's a treat. He is. Um, I think he's having more fun. I think he understands better than anybody else in this movie what's happening, and he's just oh, like, without a doubt. I'm just gonna have fun with this. But I like how they position this because they go into this destroyed city of Hablock or whatever the hell it is, and they're standing on like this statue hand. Yeah. That's like balanced on a single rock. And you have Prince Tarn, the kid, is on the fingertips braiding Falcon, who's standing like in the palm or holding it down in the palm yeah. area. And he's like, all right, crawl across, bud. And the, the prince is just like, don't fucking call me bud, bro. I'm a prince. Who the hell do you think you're, Falcon with a K? <laughs> what do you want me to do, fall into the boiling mud? Because it's over boiling mud. Because of course it is. Because... When I think danger, I think boiling mud. Boiling mud. mud. <laughs> Which just looks like carbonated chocolate milk. That's all it is. You can close up enough on anything, it looks dangerous in filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how uh, Red Sonja comes up and she's like, holds on to it. And she's like, I'm going to spin it and just start spinning this palm or whatever it is. Yeah. And everyone's just suddenly safe-ish because then Falcon's now over the mud and she's able to just hold it down long enough. So you to- just crawl across. The kid weighs nothing. I could throw this kid. Yeah. And probably win like an Olympic gold. You probably should, too. In kid throwing. At the very least, you'd you'd win a piece of the awesome rock. You know what? That would have been amazing <laughs> is if you had a separate competition that they called kid flying, but it's really just Mark O'Malley throwing children. <laughs> for the rules, we're going to mow, mow. All right, so here's the thing that we're going to do for this one. Mark O'Malley's going to grab the kid, hold him by the pigtails, Matilda style, and spin around, and he's going to throw them until they land in the boiling mud and then get slimed. And then Summer Sanders is going to come out and say, why are we still in network? No one's figured it out. (laughs) The kid that travels the farthest will be the winner. I don't know what that accent was. It was not Moe's traditional Australian accent, I can tell you that. I didn't do the Australian thing either. So. So you're safe. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I forgot how to do accents somewhere in the last three weeks. I feel like the kids should have to do that knife game also for like just before the aircraft where they're doing like the between the fingers like a. Oh, yeah. The whole time. <laughs> like they're just jamming the knife. And I, I just I really want to see that. It should be like just prison rules, really. I love it. It's like it's a, a juvenile detention version of guts. <laughs> Extreme guts. These are bad kids. How good are they at being bad? (laughs) They'll compete against each other for a piece of the aggro crag and also six months off their sentence. You're going to suicide squat them? Why not? We have the technology. So, all right, you're mixing up a bunch of different things here, and I very much like it because now we have guts, we have suicide squat, and you sort of have a little bit of gladiator. 
Yeah. Which I think is just wonderful if you have this with children. And then you add in knives. This is perfect. This is the most perfect <laughs> thing in the world. We're going to bring Nickelodeon back. They're going to have to put that fountain back in Universal Studios. Why is the slime red now? It's because of the knives. Nickelodeon's gone pretty metal. I'm here for it. I'm not here for it. I'm ready! <laughs> so after Sonya rescues Tarn from the, the boiling mud in the, the hand statue, Falcon is like, yeah, uh, our whole town here, city, kingdom, whatever it is, got obliterated by Queen Gedrin. And she's like, Queen Gedrin? Ah, I hate that lady. She killed my family. And also, it's good to know that that's the same person that also is responsible for my sister dying too now. But it makes sense that she would kill my sister because I effed her. <laughs> I can see the kid just going like, you're down to clown? Really? <laughs> and she's like, not like that! Even though women can touch it. But not like that! But 100% not like that, because that's literally the whole reason that I effed her. Exactly. I didn't want to eff her, so I effed her. I effed her because I'm trying to make a point that I don't need a man in my life. I'm very confused about her motivation. <laughs> we'll get there. So Falcon tells her that she can find Queen Gedrin in Berkubane, the land of eternal night. You know, if you're looking for a place to, to make your MacGuffin exposed to a lot of light it's probably not the land of eternal night the worst place i'd imagine seems like it but that is appropriate for this movie because it is not a smart movie (laughs) that's that's um an understatement i think (laughs) so sonya's like how do i get there and falcon's like oh yeah you can take the long scenic route or you can go through lord brightag's toll road so she's like yeah i'm obviously going to take the toll road i'm in a hurry the last time that somebody wasn't in a hurry my sister died so (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. She was going to go down anyway. <laughs> but before she leaves, she's like, hey, Falcon, what you should do is spank some manners into that prince. Put the kid over your knee and spank that child for me, is what she might yeah. as well have said. She said, sorry, I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to let you do this one. Yeah, but I, I, he's a little boy. Who, he's a big prince, big prince man. Big Woo. prince man. Boy? Boy? Who are you calling Boy. You, the child, Uh, you're an actual little boy who's berating that very large man who would probably get off on spanking you. Probably. I also like, he's like, hey, tell her that she can join our army. We'll probably need a cook. It's like, she just saved your life. Oof. What the hell, man? He's a shitty kid. He's a very shitty kid. So Sonya goes to seek passage through Lord Brytag's toll road. Brytag, played, of course, by Pat Roach. He's the big, strong Nazi man from Raiders of the Lost Ark who they fight at the airport. It is. It's him. He's like, sex. That's the toll. He doesn't say it that directly. I mean, basically. Well, yeah, basically. (laughs) But he says, he's like, you know what the toll is, sweetheart? I need that sweet, tender loving. He's like, like, all right, you got to pay tribute. She's like, all right, how much is it? He said, it's not money. You got to pay tribute the way all the ladies pay tribute to, to Lord Brytag. And she's like, it might as well be like Austin Powers plane where he hops on like a rotating bed. <laughs> Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? Come on, get some from Brytag. Come on. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's the toll. And she's like, well, it's a good thing I named my sword Easy Pass. <laughs> and Brytag is like, ha, this wench thinks she can beat me. And, and then she does. Pretty handily, too, because she even, like, makes an agreement with him saying, like, hey, if I kill you, 
then all your people got to let me go. And he's and like, he's just like, kill me. Fine, I guess. Yeah, all right, woman. And I, her line here is, I can see your future. You have none. It's good writing. Just good writing. Oh, gosh. So naturally, Brytag's army attack her, even though they pinky promised they wouldn't do that. I didn't see them touch pinkies. And then Arnold shows up. No, hold on a second. You're saying Arnold shows up. He, he does. And I love how Sonya's like in the middle of this crowd. Everyone's starting to collapse around her. And then Arnold just pops up behind the crowd and goes, yeah. yeah. And he's just slaying people. Like I said. But it's like, it's like an Arnold in a box situation here. <laughs> Which I don't know how the hell Austria hasn't marketed that yet. Honestly, they probably haven't seen this movie. Otherwise, it'd be like, oh, we should do that. It could just be like weird, obscure Arnold quotes and not like his main ones from like the Batman franchise. <laughs> you just hit a button, he pops out of a box and goes, Aah! That's all he does here. And his eyes are huge. And then he starts just slapping everyone out. And Sonya's just looking on just like, I don't need a man to do this, but I'll watch. <laughs> I don't need a man's help, but I'm going to jump on this horse and get out of here while he's doing it. That's all she does. She fucks right off. Oh, yeah. He fends off the entire army while she just leaves. But I feel like she doesn't, like, all right, let the man do the, the dirty work here for all this army because she took care of the big kahuna, the Brytag. Yeah. But she also had to get around Brytag's bodyguard. Which I can't believe we're going to say this. Second week in a row on the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. It's unbelievable I think how this worked out. One more week and we've accidentally become a Sven Thorson podcast. LaFors from Mallrats. From last week. Now, this is something that Ebert has done to us in the past. Yeah. Way in the back. Where we did a Deadpool and then he picked out a Green Lantern. And I want to say that we did a Chris Evans flick and then he picked out another Chris Evans flick like right after it and yeah. we subbed it out for Scott Pilgrim. That's right. Yeah, because it was Push or something. Something like that. But Ebert did it again. But he did it like in a really deep cut way. He was way. real sneaky about this one. He was like, all right. You guys like some LaForce and Thorson? I'll give you some more Thorson. Would have been amazing if Sony just like sat down in this place while Brytag's like berating her for being a woman and she just pulls out like a tube sock and starts just dumping <laughs> corners in there. <laughs> what are you doing? Just preparing. Honestly, Trust me. this bodyguard would have been way more intimidating if he was wearing a straw hat. Of course, he looks just like a fantasy bodyguard. What's that going to do? Because you only wear a straw hat for two reasons. Kick ass and take names? No, it's only if you're making a Butch Cassidy reference or you're ready to kick some ass. Exactly. I don't need no stinking badges. Rhodes? That's no, 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 no. <laughs> That's other 1985 movie. Don't go there. All right, 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 right. Because that one's good. That's true. We're talking about Red Sonia. <laughs> I had a momentary lapse in judgment. I apologize. Like when Arnold agreed to do this movie, this, his cameo. How could you get tricked into thinking you owe someone something right after you do The Terminator. I don't know, the man. The year after. Maybe he just got so much money from The Terminator, he was like, I would have never gotten all this money if it wasn't for Dino. I don't think he ever said that. No, I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever said that. Sam J. Jones is probably like crawling out of his cardboard boxes going like, I could use Dino. <laughs> do, I, do I owe you a favor? If this whole acting thing doesn't work, at least I can go be quarterback for the Jets still. So Sonya's on her way to Berkey Bane, where she comes across a ruffian named Jart, played by Terry Richards. And this guy is just torturing 
little Prince Tarn, who somehow got past the toll road. Don't know how it happened, but she, no clue. She got past the tolls and found this guy again, and now he's getting just. This guy's like, "Hey, give me your money," and he's like, "I'm a child." She's like, "I'm gonna right, give me your lunch money." I'm gonna have to rescue this kid, I guess. And she she does. I like how this is just like a this movie's 89 minutes. And we ran out of things to do already. It's like, um, do we bring back uh... the, the prince? <laughs> It's like they're like they filmed the one scene. They're like, "Oh shit, they're supposed to join the party." Oh, we'll do a new scene, another scene. No, Dan, no, Dan. This is Dino coming in. So we're running out of things to do with this movie. And you want to know who fucks that kid? Fucks. Bring him back. <laughs> Someday he's going to be a teenager, and I bet you he'll be a mutant. That that's a common Italian uh, compliment. Exactly. That's why when everyone goes to the Vatican, they're just learning like the scripture of. Catholicism and Jesus Christianity. Right. And reading it, they're like, oh, yeah, he's cured all lepers. And it's like, didn't. That was the mutant gene in the year zero. <laughs> the mutant gene. What he's trying to do is he's trying to like magneto everyone. Right. But everybody else knows you go to the Vatican, liable to get covered in ooze because priests. <laughs> <laughs> they got a few of those oh. in the Vatican, right? Man, certainly not many turtles. Well, I mean, you got to go into the sewers of the Vatican to get that. Okay, that makes sense. And I bet there's a whole like separate religion down there even. Who knows what's going on in the sewers in the Vatican. But now he's been rescued from being drawn and quartered for, I don't know, his lunch money. That's all it is. And I like how he's still an asshole even after he gets rescued. Yeah, again. This is the second time she's rescued him and he's still being a dick. But this time he recognized, like, this lady's powerful. I think I have a thing for that. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know what? Let's just stay with her. Falcon, what do you say? Are you just going to hang out now? Let's hang out. I'll do whatever you want, cute boy. I mean, regular boy. I, I mean, uh, Prince boy. Sir. I worship you. <laughs> I'm a kingdom of one. At some point, you got to be like, all right, this is a lost cause. I don't need to listen to this dumb kid anymore. Uh, quick question about the spanking of the boy. Is are we are we there yet? Is this still on the table? No. Nope. We... He's still very rude. He's a very naughty boy. I know earlier I said no, but now I'm thinking maybe. Like, my mind is telling me no, but my body. My body is telling me yes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in Berkubane, Queen Gedrin has the talisman placed in a vault with so many candles that Fred Durst would absolutely have something to say about it. Oh, without a doubt he would. Now, I'm feeling those candles, y'all. And she's just going like, I need more land, I need more candles. It's like, well, don't go to the land of eternal darkness then. Yeah. I, what I also are like you doing? Her advisor, Ekel, which, which is just Loki backwards. It's very unoriginal. He's played by Ronald Lacey. And he's like, maybe less candles? This seems like overkill. It seems dangerous. Like a fire is going to start because we are garbed <laughs> up way too heavily. This scene is so cool, though. Like just the, it the looks set gorgeous. is insane. Like even the fan of the opera is jealous. Like they they kept Yankee Candle in business for an extra decade with this scene. Without a doubt, but I am happy that not Gary Shandling was able to point out that it is extremely dangerous. This is this is too much light. That thing's gonna get angry, and she's like, "Power, <laughs> go outside, use the sun. It's the biggest candle. It's such a what big are you candle. doing? Why would you bring it to the land of darkness and then just light a thousand candles? Goddamn movie! This isn't Little Sebastian. <laughs> so the wizard, because yeah, there's a wizard." She's got a, of course there she's is. got a wizard on staff. It's uh Tute Lemkov. Lemkow. I can't even 
It's Tute Lemkow. It's got a W. It's tricky. It could be the V or it could be the dub. This wizard shows up and he's like, enemies are approaching. And then they all take their sweet time going to the, the throne room to check out these enemies. They're not in a hurry because he comes into this candle room all in a tizzy and he's like, enemies are approaching! And they're like, all right, let's take the long way. And they walk down a hallway. I would call it moseying. They mosey or down forever. a hallway. They're just sauntering, just casually. And it's not even that they're going to go approach the enemies. They're just going to the throne room. To the room. throne room. They're like, oh, should we have a nap on the way? And then the wizard guy, once he gets to the throne room, is like, his tizzy is over. And he just goes up to like his weird wizard bar where he mixes concoctions. <laughs> to pull up an image on the, the magical uh, screen. But he, he accidentally left his Pornhub tab open, so he's got to fix that real quick. It is a dancing naked lady before we actually get to see He's like, Sonya Vision. Oh, whoops, forgot to close that. And then Gendron's like, oh, it's Sonya. I want her alive. She effed me. She, I will eff her back. I must eff her. So Sonya, Prince Tarn, and Falcon are continuing toward the castle. And Sonya has had just about enough of Tarn's shit. And she goes to spank him. She puts him over her knee. Yeah. And she's getting ready to do it. And, and Falcon's just going there like, Damn it. This is a quandary <laughs> for a perv like me. I want to see it happen, but I also want to be the one to do it. I better stop her. I better step in the way of this. This is complicated. And she's like, fine, I won't hit him. But then she like yells at him. She's like, you'll never be a man until you learn humility and self-sacrifice and foreshadowing. Which is really specific. <laughs> you can learn humility, but you also have to be willing to die. What? Yeah. Hold on. Whoa, hold on a sec. If you're not willing to kill yourself, then what are you even doing in this movie, kid? <laughs> what kind of leader could you possibly be if you're not willing to stop leading because of the end of your life? He's a kingdom of, of one, of one other. <laughs> you got to be willing to die. He can order one other man to go do things. For the sake of Falcon, I give my life, my entire kingdom. That night she wakes up and she hears... Prince Tarn practicing his sword fighting. And then she teaches him a thing or two because she's the master of the sword master. But you also have Prince Tarn like grabbing her hands, putting on the sword with him. Yeah. So he's loving this. He's absolutely he's like, I'm going to make you my queen. You know that, right? Like, but I'm, I'm young, queen so you up, baby. time will tell. See this? This small is going to grow to a medium. <laughs> you give it time. <laughs> Once I hit those teenage mutant years. <laughs> This, this is going to happen, sweet cheeks. Listen here, Sonia. I got an idea. Hear me out. I'm going to get some dough. I'm going to make it all round for you. <laughs> I'm going to pour some sauce all over that sweet dough and then cheese it up. And then I'm going to heat it up. I heard there's a lot of candles nearby. <laughs> It'll be just fine. And then me and you, Sonia, look at me. Look, look at the child me. We're going to go down in some sewers. Ooh. And we're going to eat that sweet saucy, cheesy dough together and not share it no matter how many Italian painters are down there. Gotta be honest, Prince Tarn. I'm only into it if you have a hockey mask. <laughs> oh my God. She would be so upset if she wasn't recast <laughs> in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. <laughs> he had the hockey mask. He played goalie. That would have turned her on so hard. Ah, that's the sweet stuff. Right there. Gedrin and her giant fuzzy spider, which is not a euphemism. 
It is a giant pet spider yeah. just spinning around on the floor. I love that it's like, and she's like, good spider. It just spins. And that's my favorite thing. That's all it does. But it's like, if you don't know this is the bad guy, this is the bad guy. <laughs> she's like, hey, let's change the weather to force these clowns into a trap, which is a thing the MacGuffin can do, apparently. It made lightning in a real specific area one time. So now we can control the weather. Sure. And they 100% end up doing exactly that. And they end up in the trap face to face with quote unquote the killing machine what, what could it be i really like this scene it's pretty neat it's so well done because they are in like this pit and the pit has water filling up within it but prince tarn sees this like pearl in the statue lizard mouth yeah. or whatever it is and he's like falcon if you pull that pearl out i'll give you a surprise <laughs> oh can i spank you <laughs> Falcon's like going out this thing with a dagger. He's like, I don't think it's coming out. And he's like, I don't think I'm going to let you spank me. <laughs> hey, did you try pulling on it? Oh, oh boy. Only women can touch it. But I like how once Falcon eventually does get this pearl loose, it like falls into the water and then everyone just forgets about it. Yeah. Because there's a giant snake monster attacking them. Big old sea serpent that makes strangely metallic noises when you whack it. It looks pretty good it's really cool looking it moves really really well within the scene absolutely but i like how deep this water actually is because it feels like there's actual peril happening yeah yeah and uh sonya attacks this giant monster while falcon and tarn escape but uh she's definitely outmatched oh without a doubt she is. she's stabbing at it it sounds like metal she's like this is not this is not working, working at all so naturally arnold pops up the man, right. <laughs> and he splashes around for a while until he realizes that he can't kill the serpent because it's a machine. I like that he comes to that realization. He's like, I can't do I it. I can't kill it. It's a machine. But then I also like how he's like, we got to blind it. We have to it's like, okay. Sure. We just assume that the eyes are functional on this machine. I love it. I look at the eyes. It looked like it was bought from a craft store. It'll be fine. Ah, the cameras are in the eyeballs. Sonia, help me take them out. Sonia dives in the water, and they pry out the eyeballs. And yeah, they look like shit when they <laughs> fall out. This awesome-looking monster. The eyes come out, and they might as well be like the stupid googly eyes you slap on a fourth grader's piece of paper face that they made. It's horrible looking. <laughs> I made a paper plate mask. I would kill it, and then I will fuck the maid. <laughs> or, this is an actual IMDb trivia fact. Oh, god damn it. All right. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bridget Nielsen had an affair during filming. Did they really? Yep. <laughs> That's hysterical. And Mostly because Maria Shriver said that if this role didn't end Arnold's career, nothing would. Nothing. <laughs> and that's funny because of cheating because of cheating because that's what he did yeah on her often uh, classic arnold oh my goodness and that's what a career that's two for two on the imdbs i'm out oh thank god <laughs> the monster's blind arnold says come with me if you want to live <laughs> the monster's blind just dive into the water surely the thrashing won't kill you yeah no he's it's like a and it doesn't just, because the serpent kind of turned into the spider and just started spinning in place. <laughs> That's all it did. We can swim past it now. We're fine. So they this get outside, is... and all of a sudden the, the rain has stopped too, which is very convenient. Absolutely. 
Arnold confesses that he's been following Sonya to make sure that the talisman is destroyed because he's the High Lord of Arcania or something. I don't know. He's Lord Kalidor. Yeah, and he he's the, the High Priest, and he was on his way to where they were getting rid of this talisman because it was his job to make sure it was destroyed, even though he can't touch it. Right. So it turns out she needed a man's help, and that's not conjecture. That's a line from the movie. It sure is. And it's about to get a whole lot worse. A whole lot worse, because now Sonya is bummed because she thought he was following her for, quote, another reason. Oh? What's that other reason? It's the, the, um, the loins. <laughs> <laughs> he plants a big wet one on her face. He does, and she loves it, and then she doesn't love and it. And she's like, no, I can only be with a man who's beaten me in a fair fight. And you know what? Props to Arnold here. <laughs> It's the only bit of good acting this entire movie. He's like, so you can only be with a man who's defeated you in battle. That's logic. That's logic. <laughs> Prepare to be conquered, little Sonya. Prepare to have your corpse fucked. I mean, <laughs> totally living and boned. He just walks over. She's like, oh, whatever, and lays down. He goes over and just points his sword. And he's like, <laughs> Prepare to be conquered. That's double meaning. Like all over. Yeah, he pulls the sword out of the sheath with his sword. It's a very sexual maneuver. <laughs> yes, it is. And then they're going to fight. They are, and they're f- both fighting so hard. That's, I, I like the wording there. That was good. That was good phrasing. But they're fighting so hard that Prince Tarn, the little boy, is just like, hey, that's my future queen. You, <laughs> you get off of her. Hey, and he jumps onto Arnold, and then you have just little Ernie Reyes Jr., punching Arnold Schwarzenegger in the head <laughs> repeatedly. And to the point that Arnold just grabs him by the by the collar, holds him up, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you small child. What are you doing on my back? And I like how then you have Sonya. It's like, we're just practicing. It's like, okay. Oh, this, boy, is, this is getting gross. Poor Ernie is like, if I had known all I had to do was try to fight you, then I would have tried to fight you earlier. Right. But then you have... Prince Tarn goes back over to Falcon, who's trying to sleep, and he's getting mad at them for making noise with their swords. Right. And Bridget Nielsen and Arnold Schwarzenegger keep fighting with their swords. But then you have Prince Tarn pull out his little sword, literally, <laughs> and start shadow fighting. Yeah. As the other two are fighting. So it's like, is this the first bit of like live porn theater that there might have ever been? <laughs> like in a weird way? Because he's just cucking them. Big time. He's like, all right, well, if I can't be the one doing the fighting, I'll just sit over here and fight myself. I'm going to fight myself. (laughs) I'll just sit in this corner and watch. (laughs) Play with my own sword. (laughs) I can touch its mind. Shut up. (laughs) Only women can touch it. But it's so weird, this child. It's like watching these two adults do the foreplay. Yeah, like this is their actual courtship dance. This is insanity. This is like their mating call, and he's just like, I'm going to mimic it over here. (laughs) It's one of those things of like, we all had sex ed. I got pulled out of like driver's ed for it, which is a weird thing to do. It's like, no, you don't need to know how to drive. You don't need to know how to drive. You just need to know how to fuck real hard in the car. You need to know about abstinence. Now, this is the back seat. If you move the front seat up enough, then you could do abstinence in the back seat. 
But not if it's a Volkswagen. It's too uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable position. It's like Ben Affleck's butthole. Speaking of Ben Affleck's butthole. (laughs) No, I don't. That's... Wouldn't that be a fun segue? No, mostly because I'm really uh, upset that we called it Ben Affleck's butthole and not just the Batcave. The <laughs> you have to imagine Ben Affleck is sitting there with J Lo talking about the Batcave. Oh, for and sure, she is fully on board. Well, you want to just like stick a finger in the Batcave? But then I have to imagine that Ben pulls like the Oscar card and he goes, "See that little golden boy up there." not just a finger baby you gotta do the fist (laughs) i've grossed myself out thinking about ben affleck getting fisted please move on that's fair even though i'm sure matt damon has done it before (laughs) most likely (laughs) now it's finally time to go to the castle sonia arnold and falcon go into the castle leaving tarn to guard the entrance because you know he's a kid they're like don't come in there with us that's dangerous you're a child but they trick him into it they're like oh i'm too scared to guard the entrance i'm gonna go inside and he's like oh i'll be the brave one and guard the entrance it's cute it's adorable the talisman is starting to act up as you'd expect a world destroying MacGuffin to do at this point in a movie the third act it better do something because nothing has happened still he's making everything real shaky so i call confronts gedron like Hey, this thing is unstable. We've got a shit ton of money and power. Can we just be done? And she's like, more power. That girl effed me. I have to eff her back. <laughs> we need more candles and less candles. It's <laughs> not rehab. Sorry, rehab. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> rehab. 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 Oh, rehab. Can we talk about walk hard again, please? Absolutely. Any day you want. <laughs> That's the kind of movie that I would happily do like a walk hard every week kind of podcast for. Yes, please. So Sonia Arnold and Falcon are fighting their way through the castle. Well, I call after having his rendezvous with Gedron's like, she's crazy. I'm getting out of here and I'm going to take some gold with me. But when he leaves, guess who's guarding the gate? It's Prince Tarn. And now we got the old man and the little boy, and they're going to fight each other. It's about time that something happened in this movie. Everybody's that actually been had stakes for this fight between the old man and the little boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can hear it already. Priests around the world are rising up going, oh, thank God. Finally. <laughs> Some old man and little boy action. We've waited so long. Thank you, Red Sonia, for delivering this gift. They've been teasing us about spanking this kid the whole movie. Are they finally going to do it? He's finally going to do it. Yes! No, the kid is actually going to crush the old man with the door. The big stone door. He does. And what was weird to me is we saw at the beginning of the movie how the priestesses were like in the pit and the door really slowly closed above them and the screaming happened and the screaming stopped happening once the door closed. And that is terrifying. It is. But the man who gets rolled over with the big Jesus door, how the thing like rolls in front of the <laughs> the hole in the wall for the most part, he keeps screaming after the door stops. Yeah. So you're like, that's... are you just under there? That's weird. I don't like that at all. That's almost worse. It's not almost worse. We're no. going to get there because it should be worse and it's not. Because in a better movie, it would be worse. That's right. <laughs> we'll get there. So now Prince Tarn is inside the castle, which is exactly where nobody wanted him to be. Right. They strictly made him an outside boy, and now he's an inside boy, and that's a problem. And naturally, he is going to be immediately captured by Queen Gedrin. 
It's not hard. They have the girl from the beginning who touched the green orb. She's right. like, you got to save me. And he's like, fuck yeah, I do. Oh, and he's yeah. like, saunters up there and right away he's captured. How Queen Gedron just grabs him like, yep, gotcha. That was way too easy. Oh, now I have a hostage. Cool. You should not have a career, kid. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're the worst prince ever. Just walked right into that trap. But then guess who shows up? It's Red Sonia. That's who. And she's like, Gedron. You're going to pay for what you did to my family. She's like, you're going to pay what you did to my face. You're, my face is way worse than your family. It's like a weird Dr. Doom situation here, though. Yeah. She's like, I got just a little bit of scarring. And Sonya's just like, I effed you once, I'll eff you again. <laughs> and I'm sitting here just going, I don't care who effs who, just do something, movie. Just do movie. something. So you're then they so start... late in this movie, do something. Like, we got to be wrapping it up soon, right? So they start their lady-on-lady sword fight time. But there's trickery afoot because that damn wizard is still here and he's using magic and whatnot. You know, the trickery, the shenanigans, the tomfoolery, the chicanery, the illusions with a little sprinkle of voodoo in there, too. Well, you have the wizard who's up there and is like at his wizard bar being wizard barista. Yeah. He's like mixing potions and that's what makes the tomfoolery happen? Apparently. He's like, I got a, I got a venti disappearing for, for Gedron. Which is insanity because... I don't know how liquids that he's mixing together at this weird Duncan Wizards up here, like it somehow makes her disappear from where she is and reappear elsewhere, but it's not her also. I don't know, man. Uh, teleportation juice is a, is a hell of a order. <laughs> Just don't accidentally get the espresso put in it because you'll be bouncing all over the place. You're going to be the flash at that point, I imagine. So she's like, all right, I've had enough of this. And she goes and kills the wizard. And that's like, oh, yeah, that, that's like the smart move because he's just hanging out at the bar. He's not doing anything. He hasn't moved this entire movie. Exactly. Except so for when he said, ah, they're approaching. <laughs> quick, come with me back to my bar. <laughs> no, not quick. All right. Come to my bar. Fair enough. All right, I will. So, yeah, she stops trying to kill Gedron for a hot second, kills the wizard. And then Gedron's like, shit, that was my only plan. And she starts running. As she should. And she leads Sonya right to the talisman. <laughs> As you shouldn't. Exactly. <laughs> At the same time, Tarn has escaped and found the talisman and has now gone and located Falcon and Arnold. And he was like, you guys come with me. I know where the talisman is. And when they get there, the gates already come down and it's just <laughs> Gedron and Sonya fighting inside the candle room. Now, here's the thing about gates. They always say, lift with the knees, not with the back. That's what they say. But yet, Arnold and Falcon managed to lift with neither. <laughs> because they decide they're going to try to lift this gate as Sonya and Gedron are fighting. But they put one arm up high on, the, on this gate that they need to lift up. Yep. And one arm down low. It's the old... just assume that's going to work. Push-pull maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> if we squeeze the gate, it should open, right? That's... Now, Arnold did a documentary called Pumping Iron, which is about bodybuilders. Right. Where he very, very famously said that lifting weights is like coming. And I'm saying coming in the gross, horrible <laughs> way of the splooge juice jisms out. Got it. Not it goes like, all over whatever it needs to not go. Not like over. arriving. Exactly. And it makes me think that the way he held this is a lot like an Arnold version of tantric sex. Yeah, he how like, he's just like, I'm definitely not finishing. I, I'm going to go halvesies on this thing, and I'm going to hold it as long as I can, because <laughs> this is not the right way to lift anything. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional and keep wardrobe's job easy today. I will only lift with one arm and push with the other. 
I need it to lift. I don't need it to stick. <laughs> they lift the gate just high enough for Prince Tarn to get in to the candle room, which is, I don't know how that's going to help because now the, the MacGuffin is just making the earthquake so much. It's just real earthquakey. It is, but then you also have Prince Tarn who runs in. And he's like, I am Prince Tarn, the prince of the fuck dead, so we're all dead. And uh, oh, baby, I'm here to distract you the person on my side, and then candles fall on top of him. So Prince Tarn is trapped underneath just these candles. I've never wanted a child to die more. <laughs> it's like, please, can this be it for this guy? This He's so annoying and frustrating, and just let those candles be the end of him. But I have a good <laughs> feeling that's not going to happen. The talisman is getting real earthquakey, and it opens up a pit inside the room. And, and so the pit's full of lava. It's full of lava. It's the worst kind of pit. It really is. I can't imagine anything worse than that pit besides, like, nothing. Just mystery. Right? An endless pit. The worst part about this pit, at presumably the bottom of this castle, when it opens up and there's lava, it starts blowing up the top of the castle. It's that type of lava that it skips in uh, many, yeah. many a story and just goes right to the top. Right to the top and starts blowing it up down. Right, but nothing else in between is hurt, which is good. That's important. But it's that type of lava. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows when it comes to lava. It's really unpredictable. <laughs> it's the worst part about lava. It's not that it just flows in the same direction at a set speed for the most part. It's just you never know where it's going to get you. It's the most unpredictable of the of the molten liquids. Without a doubt. It's what they always say. So if you ever go to the store and you buy like a pint of lava, tagline right there. Yeah. Most unpredictable. Most unpredictable. That's why lava lamps are so mesmerizing. You stare at it and you're just like, I cannot figure out what you're going to do next. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Who knows? I feel like this is kind of like a DVD screensaver type scenario where I'm just staring at you like, where, where are you going to go? Are you going to hit the corner? Where are you going to go? You're not going to hit the corner. You're definitely not going to hit the corner. <laughs> so Sonia stabs Gedrin and pushes her into the pit, which is, you know, a good way to, to get rid of the villain. Even though you stabbed her in the chest and she's just like her heart has holes in it now. And you're just like, I guess I could have just left you here to lie. But no, I want to throw what? you down there into that that hot magma. <laughs> magma. <laughs> and then just because we got to get rid of this damn thing. She picks up the MacGuffin and throws it into the lava, too. Just Gronk spikes it in there. My question is, it feels like this, la- this lava is very bright. I don't know how this is going to help the situation. I don't know either, but it seems to help the situation also because, I mean, this movie hasn't really cared about the rules it's established thus far. Why That's should it true. care at this? I mean, who gives a fuck, Brian? <laughs> Red Sonia, 1985, directed by the Richard Fleischer. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the movie is a lot of Arnold lifting things up just high enough for everybody to crawl through. Until the very end, where the kid says, I know how to make the big giant. Oh, yeah, the door. Stone wheel, Jesus door move. And he goes back inside the castle. Right. Sacrificing himself. Becomes a man. He gets that, that character arc completed. Um, sort of. And but he's he's stuck. <laughs> he's gonna die in the castle now. He not says, really. "You guys go forward. Ignore the dead body that should be here. That should be underneath. That the door. should be right. crushed underneath it." <laughs> Luckily, we still have an Arnold, and he can lift things two feet. So Prince Tarn can crawl back under and rejoin the party, and then they all make it out of the castle. Before I he- wanted the rubble to just drop on this fucking kid and just <laughs> crush him could you imagine he makes it through the whole movie gets everybody out and then find at the last second just boom 
that would have been so perfect. And his last line, as like his he's got blood trickling down his stupid Ernie Reyes Jr. mouth, is he looks up at Sony and says, I wouldn't have effed you. I would have loved you. And that's just it. And then he carves love into her face with a sword. Oh, it would have been perfect. And you have Arnold, who who actually drops it on purpose. He goes, oopsie daisy. Uh-oh. Instant cinema classic. A line that would have been written to the heavens along with like Rosebud. But no, this movie won't give it to us. I accidentally killed the kid. Oopsie. <laughs> we kick out our wish sometimes, man. You can't always get what you want. Just want a dead kid. Can't get it. This movie won't deliver. <laughs> the whole party, including the kid, make it outside of the castle before it finishes blowing up top down. And they ride off victoriously, all on their own horses that they didn't have to get there. But <laughs> <laughs> And then Arnold tells, he gives Prince Tarn a little bit of advice. He's like, you should choose a, a queen very carefully. Uh, for example, I will not be with a woman who cannot defeat me in battle. Oh, here we go again. And Sonya's like, I'll take that challenge. And they sword fight again, but this time... Briefly. For less than a second, and then they, they do the kiss. I have to imagine they threw down right there in this field. Oh, for sure. Falcon and Prince Tarn just watching up. Like, they did not and care Arnold the does not there. ever break eye contact with Prince Tarn going, this could have been you if you were older. And an Arnold. <laughs> If you weren't such a dickhead. I have to imagine that Arnold has no problem doing that IRL. Just like rubbing it in. Just, yeah, eye contact the whole yeah, time. Yeah, no, no, you don't. You don't break eye contact. You keep looking. Apparently, Arnold would, would threaten his children with this movie as discipline. If they were bad, he, he was like, I'm going to make you watch Red Sonja ten times in a row. He wants to watch his... What what is that even? It's a lot like I mean it's not the parents having sex, but it's like I'm gonna show you the movie where I cheated on your mother. <laughs> I don't get on my bad side. I'll make you watch Red Sonya ten times. <laughs> it's the worst punishment imaginable. I kind of agree. <laughs> because that's the end of the movie. That's it. That's the movie. That is Red Sonya from nineteen eighty five, directed by the Richard Fleischer. Who is a proper director. He sure is. He did Soylent Green. He did 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the original. Yeah. And then he did Red Sonja much, much later in his career. I get that. Way but, later. <laughs> but yeah. This movie is a mess. That's an understatement. Did we get Roger mad? I don't know. I feel like you like to taunt him right after he chooses a movie. I do. And I will again. This time he remembered. This time he absolutely remembered because Red Sonia happens to end up on like a lot of lists of everyone's favorite Roger Ebert reviews, like a Siskel and Ebert review. Oh, really? This one's a video review even. Roger and Gene hated this movie. Hated, hated, hated this movie? Hated, hated, hated. They kept showing clips during their At The Movies show yeah, and could not stop laughing the entire time. (laughs) That's how I felt watching this. And Roger Ebert said that the dialogue sounds like the actors have already read the Mad Magazine parody of this film. (laughs) It's not great. No, no. But there are some things that are great about this movie because it's complicated. This is... A really, really well shot movie. Absolutely. I completely and agree. The set decoration is 
unbelievable. Yeah, and costumes are very well done. But then everything else is a mess. So realistically, it's just a paint job that you're looking at. Like, if you turn the sound off, you're just like, this might not be bad, I guess. They did a really good job until it came to the acting. I completely agree. (laughs) And a lot of people will say, like, oh, you could tell a good film, a good piece of cinema. Because if you turn the sound off, you should still be able to pick up the story. It's like, I bet you can actually do that with this movie. You might be able to. Everything else about it is so bad, the acting, the dialogue. It's like, maybe it was meant for the silent era. (laughs) But overall, this movie does get frowned upon. And it is very much deserved. Yeah, for sure. Rotten Tomatoes 1 to 100. Where do you think? 25. Yeah, 19. All right. So not bad. You're in the ballpark. Audience score, though. 40? Yeah, 28. Why would you go that high? I don't know. Come on, you saw the movie. Yeah, but I figure figure most of the people who've seen it are probably like looking for something like this. Like a nostalgia trip of just like, I need that Bridget Nielsen for reasons unknown. Or just like, I don't know why I like it, but I do. (laughs) I have been wearing a big clock around my neck for years because Flava Flav got her. Maybe I can too. (laughs) I thought you were going to actually be Flavor Flav in that joke. <laughs> I don't know how to do a Flavor Flav, and I'm not an impression person. Yeah, Stop boy! Asking. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that happens. People on Amazon saw this movie, and they said, it's a movie. Yep. The people on Letterboxd saw this movie and said, let me tell you about this movie. It's a masterpiece. From November 14th, 2019, an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Why does she fight so hard? She doesn't want to win. Which is an actual line from this movie, (laughs) said by the kid, who recognized that they wanted to fuck, obviously. This reviewer goes on to say, This would be twice as good if the annoying prince died a slow and painful death. Red Sonia keeps preventing this, so I guess that makes her the villain. (laughs) Did you write that? I did not. I should have, though. (laughs) From June 18th, 2015, Ennio Morricone gives even the smelliest of trash the illusion of grandeur. It's true. He tosses away film scores like The Candyman. Silver lining, one of Arnold's best worst performances. A hundred percent agreed. From May 10th, 2019, it looks like shit, and there's better acting in the Power Rangers show in the 90s, but this is part of my childhood, so I'm stuck with it. Okay, that's a that's a nostalgia poll. I don't know I agree that it looks like shit. It does not look like shit, but... It also brings up an interesting idea of it's part of my childhood, so I'm stuck with it. Right. We all have those movies. It's funny he mentioned Power Rangers. That it, That's especially your area. But I'm thinking back on like a movie I watched like crazy when I was younger that's just a part of my childhood, and I recognize that it's not good, and it's Dunstan Checks In. Dunstan <laughs> Checks In. And I'm sitting there going like, that is not a good movie. Why did I watch it so damn often? I like monkeys in hotels. Solid combination, yeah. (laughs) But you can't escape your past. It's true. From November 25th, 2020, this might be the worst movie I like. What an awesome pile (laughs) of garbage. (laughs) Uh, That's like the best feeling, though. It's like recognizing it's garbage, but still loving it anyway. It's why I love Freddy Got Fingered. I know it's shit, but goddammit, do I love it. It's great shit. From September 4th, 2021, this is like when the Dungeon Master is running their first ever campaign, clearly haven't written any backstory, and are stalling for time. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
That's super accurate. It's one of the more accurate reviews I've ever heard in my life. That's exactly what this movie is. They're just yes-anding themselves, but there's nothing happening. And then they run into the prince again. What? (laughs) The last one I have is from March 19th, 2019. The performances are similar to Skyrim NPCs, but there are two hilarious moments that make it all worth it. One. The court magician starts up the magic mirror, which is still playing his porn videos. <laughs> Two, Sonia and Kalidor are nimbly strafing along a narrow ledge, and Falcon runs right up on the normal ground two feet below. <laughs> Nothing gets by this guy. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so it's good. Perfect. <laughs> I guess on that bombshell, we should give this thing a super stuff score. Yeah, I think so. We'll start off with story and motivation. She has to get the talisman. Yep. She gets it. She also wants to get a little sprinkle of revenge. Because she effed the girl first, but then she killed the family, and then she's like, ah, you effed me harder. All right. right. Let's probably get back at you. The (laughs) re-effening. That would be a much better movie title. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with a .25 just to acknowledge that there's any motivation at all. Yeah, .25 because there is a, a story that you could follow. If you were really wanted to. If, if you really tried hard, you could do it. Hero. Red Sonia. Red Sonia. Is she, though? She kind of starts the entire thing, doesn't she, by effing the, the villain. Like, that's the inciting incident. Right, and then she says she doesn't need help from a man the whole time. But she very much needs help from a man pretty much this entire movie. She gets bailed out of every scene by Arnold. <laughs> Which is not okay, and we'll get there. We will definitely get there. I'm going to go with a zero. This is not a hero. That's fair. Sorry, Bridget. You tried. It was introducing Bridget Nielsen, and sorry it was this. You know, she's been introduced, you know? (laughs) What more can you ask? That's more than I've got. You're right. Villains. Queen Gedrin? Queen Gedrin. It's got to be. She just has an F on her face. That's it. She's really mad about it. She's so angry about it that she steals a green orb and goes, I'll earthquake, I guess. I think the orb might actually not be uh, F-related. It just happens to be two different storylines that converge. Oh, that's stupid. It's very dumb. <laughs> and then she has an orb that is really, really good in the, the light, and she brings it to the darkest place imaginable. Right. Well, I mean, she lives there. She figured out the candles. Uh, I'm going to go with negative 0.25. Negative 0.25. That's how bad she is. It's a rarity for a villain, but I think it's necessary. Next category is parents. Are they dead? They. We see them die in the very first scene of the movie. That's so long ago, though. We watch them get murdered in the flashback I from the ghost fog. can't believe it's a one. It's an actual one. Female characters. So the movie's called Red Sonia. Yep. You have a heroine. Yep. Who don't need no man. Who don't need no man, but also needs all the man. And it turns out that the whole story arc is that she needs a man. And she's reminded of again and again and again. Right. Then you also have Queen Gedrin, who's there. She is there. And she is an early uh, LGBTQ character. But Red Sonia says, go fuck yourself. And then she destroys the world. Exactly. So maybe not a good look. I'm going to go with a minus, I'm torn between 0.5 and 1. Well, then I think we make it a minus 0.75. That only seems right. Perfect. 
It tried. It was like, you know what? Everybody says that we can't do movies with female heroes. We could do that. We'll just make Arnold show up and, and be necessary to everything she does. <laughs> and then even though she really hates men, the last scene, she's going to fall in love with him. Of course, because <laughs> Dino De Laurentiis. Yeah. It's like, super producer. Hey, you tried. Um, I know. I want the people. I want. Not even going to give you uh, a point for credit, though. Because... <laughs> You didn't really try. <laughs> you didn't really try. That brings us to setting, though. I really like it. I think they did a really good they job. They did an unbelievable job establishing everything. Even the stupid, silly names of all the different places. Yeah, I don't even care too much about those. I think that this movie looks gorgeous. I agree. I think it's a very good-looking movie. I'm going to go with a one. It's a one. Which I think is insanity, but I think it is so warranted. Yeah, I think it. I, if there's a category, it deserves it. Because they do a really good job of establishing different locations. They really do. With different feels. And yeah. And since you see them often riding through these settings and right. whatnot, and it takes forever, you have plenty of time to look at it and go, that looks nice. They definitely take the time to establish it. Moving into style and tone. I like a lot of the style and tone. I like a lot of the style. I'm not sure about the tone. That's also very fair. I think the style think, is great. I think for the style, it's a one. Like the, It looks unbelievable. Tone, I'm not sure because I feel like you're being your lead actors. I don't think they know what the tone is. I think that's pretty fair. How about we call it a point five to be safe? I think that's fair. Which brings us to music. I want to start at one. I agree. Any fucking Morricone. There are few people who are on his level of movie scoring. For real, this is a John Williams level, and even John Williams looks up to Ennio Morricone. Yeah, yeah, Morricone is a legend. And before the credits even got to his name, I was like, oh, this is really good music. Like, I know it's just Arnold going across beautiful landscapes on a horse right now, but I am into this music. Who is it? Who is it? I'm waiting with bated breath, and then Morricone shows up on the screen, and I'm like, of fucking course it is. Of course it is. The Battle of Algiers, the Hateful Eight, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Once upon a time in the West, some of the most iconic film scores of all time are done by Morricone. This is not his best. No. And yet it is still, still incredibly good. Damn good. I'm going to go with a 1-5. It is extremely good. I allow, I'm, I'm allowing it because, yeah, it's very good music. Next category is one-liners. There's a weird amount. There's a weird amount, but I don't think a single one of them is intentional. Only women can touch it. Boy? Boy? Why does she fight so hard? She doesn't want to win? <laughs> I thought the weirdest one of the movie, though, was when you had Prince Tarn yell out, Death to all tyrants. I don't even remember that. It was right when he was about to attack Queen Gedron. Oh. In the candle room. Yeah. He yelled, Death to all tyrants. Which is weird. It's very weird. Because it's a very famous line in history. Because it's attributed to Brutus about the killing of Julius Caesar. Yeah. And it's in the diary of John Wilkes Booth. Really? Of what he said after he killed Abraham Lincoln and jumped down to the stage of Six Semper Tyrannus. So there's like a weird amount of history here because this is obviously its own realm of fantasy. Yeah. But- it's like built into this really famous line. So it's just odd. That's very weird. Like, wait, did, do you don't think that 
when they were writing this, they were like, this is on that level. Like, this is like, this is Caesar. This is John Wilkes Booth level of emotion we're, we're conjuring here. Well, I had to look up the line because I was like, that right there. I know, like, John Wilkes Booth said that after yeah. he assassinated Lincoln. And when you look up the line, there's actually a photo of John Wilkes Booth, the actor dressed as Brutus. Oh, wow. Doing the stage play of Julius Caesar from Shakespeare. Right. But I found it so weird that they would use like this historical line in this movie in its actual English. It's like, okay, you are not <laughs> what you think you are. Exactly. I, I, I'm thinking zero, but I, I think me and you might quote this in the future. I to think each other. we might have some callbacks. But uh, nothing terribly memorable. No, uh, yeah. So I, I think a zero is appropriate for one-liners. Which brings us to our final category, impact on the genre. Zero! It's a big fat zero. This movie it actually might need to be lower than a zero because of the names connected to this for it to do nothing is almost a travesty. Well, it's an introducing Bridget Nielsen, but it has an Arnold who's coming off of, again, the Terminator. Yeah, it's it's an Arnold coming off of the Terminator, but it's also, you have Marconi, you have Fleischer. This movie probably should have been bigger than it was. Oh, without a doubt. And this movie cost $17.9 million to make, and it only made six point nine. so it is a huge flop. Big disappointment. I'm sticking by my zero. Zero it is. That is going to give Red Sonja a final score of 3.25. Way too high. Super high. And yet, I think I enjoyed it. I think I did too, I which hurts me quite a bit. Had a really good time. It was unintentionally hilarious. This is an incredibly stupid movie. And I laughed quite a bit. And it's not the intention. You're right. No. But I feel like if this movie got like tweaked just a little bit where they might have been like, this is a parody of these movies. Like, they got something then. Oh, absolutely. But I guess the next question is, what are we talking about next week? Next week. We're going to be doing a little Marvel action. But not of the MCU variety. That's true. We are going to be talking about 2003's Hulk. The Ang Lee Hulk. Starring Eric Bana, yeah. Jennifer Connelly, Sam Elliott, and Nick Nolte. Of course. Can't have the movie without Nick Nolte. I saw this thing in theaters, and I have not seen it since. I've never seen it. It's often referred to as the Bouncing Hulk. I've heard that before, so it should be interesting. I am weirdly excited to go back to this. I'm excited to finally see it, because this is one that, once we started the show, I was like, all right, don't watch this movie. I want to have a hot, a fresh take on it when we do it. I'm very excited for you. Next week, Hulk. Until then, thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on. Uh, like and follow us on social media, at Podcasters on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over. Go check out our Patreon. This month, we're doing Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And next month... We're going to be doing Super Mario Brothers because in October, 100% of the proceeds from our Patreon are going to the Extra Life Foundation to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. There's never been a better time to join Patreon. We've been putting out a ton of content there. We've been doing full episodes there of movies just like we do here on the main channel of things that we want to talk about, things that we think will be interesting. We've been doing that for almost two years at this point, so there's a ton of extra content there. Bunch and you of can stuff. know that while you're listening to our stupid voices just a little bit more, your subscription is going to a good place. Exactly. Raising money for the kids, and you get some fun episodes while you're at it. 
Some of my favorite episodes we've ever done are on Patreon. Oh, absolutely. When Harry Met Sally Ugh. is way up there on my list. That, that episode was a lot of fun. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is way up there as well. And Jaws is like an all-timer for me at this point. I loved it. That was so much fun to talk about. Jaws was awesome. And I'm uh, very excited to talk about Super Mario Brothers next month. And this month, when Monty Python comes out, that was a fun one, too. It was a lot of fun. I, I can't wait. There's a lot of good stuff on Patreon. You guys should all subscribe. And you should especially do it in October because, again, it's all going to a good place. Exactly. You can also, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them our way, gmail.com. Or if you follow us on Facebook, you'll see whenever we do a recording, we put up a post asking if you have any questions or comments. We got a few. I love it. Phil Hawkins, he wants to know, what is your impression on the first half of the What If season? Ooh, I like it. He goes on to explain other questions, but seems like a good time to address that. Just that overall question. And I'll say, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, much like we we took the the six weeks to talk about Loki, we're going to be doing a a one episode, once what if wraps up, and we're going to talk about the whole series all at once. But so far, so good. So far, so good. There's a lot to talk about, and we're going to knock it all out in a single episode when it's all said and done. I'm very excited to talk about. There's been some really cool stories, some really interesting ideas, quite a bit to dive into, but it's also what if. It is canon, but at the same time, it's loose. It's kind of so, not, but then yeah, who knows what it, they're going to do with it. It's you a know? tricky area, so yeah, we will get there. There's a full episode that we're dedicating to it once it's all said and done. Promise. Captain Spoiler, Micah! <laughs> Who would we cast in this film if it were done in the 90s, 2000s, or the 2010, 2020s? He put an and, but I'm putting an or. That's fair. I know for me, like, if we go with, like, a modern time scenario. Sure. I'm putting Emma Stone in there. Okay. You think she could beef up for the role? No, I don't want her to either. Okay. I want her to sass her way through the role. I like that a lot. I understand Red Stone could kick some serious ass, but same time, it's Emma Stone. I mean, I'm never going to say no to a movie with Emma Stone in it, especially if the Arnold part is being played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, perfection! Because he's in every movie, and why shouldn't he get a Red Sonja? I completely agree. It's the most perfect cast that's ever been done. You're welcome, world. What a duo. Christian Barr wrote, and he wants to know what's the better movie. This or Conan the Destroyer? Christian, you could have saved your fingers some typing there. It's Conan the Destroyer. It's definitely Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> this movie's terrible in the best way. <laughs> also, we'll get there. I can't believe we will absolutely get there. Because the Conan movies are on the Ebert list. It hurts me so much knowing that they're there. But at the same time, I kind of can't wait. Pretty excited. Especially because Conan the Destroyer was directed also by Richard Fleischer. And the last thing we have on Facebook is from Jeff Miners. He says, I don't have a question. Merely wishing you. Brian, a happy birthday. Oh, thank you. And then he said, I lied. I have a question. Cake or pie? Pie. I agree completely. Pie. All day. Strawberry rhubarb. But mm, can't share that because you never touch another man's rhubarb. Exactly. Ever. Hard stop. That's the whole idea. I get the whole pie to myself. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything else for Red Sonia? No. How could I possibly? (laughs) Fantastic. We're going to see you guys next week for Hulk. Same pod time. Same pod. Touch it.